lift you up. And Lord, I ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today, Lord. And Father, I ask that you just allow us to just soak in your presence, soak in your word, and take it all in and be blessed, delivered, healed, and set free. And we give you all the honor and glory in Jesus' name. And Holy Spirit, you are always welcome in this place. Amen and praise God. Hallelujah. Well, we're going to talk today about being truly transformed. Amen. Not just transformed like we say we are. Amen. But truly transformed. Hallelujah. You know, God, God desires us. And I'm just going to break this down the way I believe God broke it down to me. God desires us to be different. Y'all can go home now. That's just, that's the, that's it. God desires us to be different. You know, you see in Romans 12, 2, and we'll be uh, going there in a minute. But it says that God wants us to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. But what does that mean? Does that mean that your personality is tweaked a little bit? That the same stuff is in there? Like Prego? (laughs) Or does it, it mean truly changed? That word transform means truly changed. Amen. We can say that we've been tweaked, a little bit here, a little bit there, need some more. But are you different? God wants us to be different. He wants us to think differently, live differently. Amen? Go to different places. Don't do the same things. Do different things. Think on things that are good, lovely, and pure, and of good report. Amen? Don't follow after the patterns of this world. Amen. Don't follow after the patterns. He says, because I have a pattern for you already. I already have a pattern for you. Before the very foundations of the earth, before you were even in your mother's womb, I had a pattern for you. I had a pattern for you to live. Amen. And are you doing it? Amen. Do you ever think about the things that I think about? It's like Nola was saying, kingdom first. Kingdom first. See, when you are transformed, truly changed, you think kingdom thoughts. You think kingdom. Kingdom principles. Kingdom outcome. What's to the glory of God? Do this in remembrance of me. And so when you are truly changed, you care about those things. Amen. Don't say you're perfect. There's none perfect. No, not one, but the Father. Amen. But God is saying, I need you to live different. I want you to have a different. See, because he wants us to have a different outcome. He doesn't want us to keep going over the same things over and over, year after year, expecting, expecting, never getting anything. Why? Because maybe we need to do some things different, think differently, expect differently, live, um, just live different, 
live how the Lord instructs you to live. Because God is saying, I have a pattern for you to live by. It's already set up in heaven and on earth. And I want you to follow that pattern. Amen. I want you to think like I think, have my thoughts. Amen. Which is your rightful inheritance to think like me. Amen. But do you need a little twinkie? Twinkly? Tweaking. However you say it. Tweak, tweaking. From the former you. Amen. From the former you. Or are you just okay? Are you just sailing along? Being satisfied with how things are, but never truly receiving what God has promised us. Amen. See, it's because we need to do some some different things. We need to change some things. We even need to change how we hear. You know what I'm saying? Change what we hear. Guard our hearts with all diligence and don't allow certain things to go past here. Somebody was telling me about a woman, I think it was Tone, and he he was ministering to her, and she says, I stop it when the negativity comes in here. She said, I don't let it come in and go out. She said, I stop it right here. I said, I learned something from that. You know, and that's what we guard. It's called guarding your heart with all diligence. Amen. And so we need to do more than a little tweaking here and there. I said it right. (laughs) But we need to totally go back under God's authority. If you need to stay there for two, three straight days until you learn how to more easily come into his presence and hear his voice, we need to do that. Amen. Because there's changes that need to be. We need to change. We need to live differently. Because God has already given us a pattern. And I'm going to keep saying that. Because he's already set a pattern for our life, our lives, our lifestyle, our children. You know, everything, everybody connected to us, there's a, a, a pattern that he does not want us to follow. And that's the pattern of the world. Amen. Hallelujah. But he has a pattern for us to follow. And let's go into Romans 12, too. Hallelujah. And it says, do not be conformed to this world. Amen. Don't be conformed. And do not be conformed to this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. You can't do this thing right. You can't be conformed unless you prove it. It has to be lived out and proven. Jesus already did it, but he wants us to do it too. Amen? That word conform means to obey. It also means uh, to observe and to follow. That word conform. Obey. Observe, follow, adhere, abide by, uphold, accept, respect. Amen. He says, don't respect what the world is doing. Don't uphold it. 
Don't even observe it. Don't follow it. Don't obey the rules of the land. Don't do it. He said, because I already have a pattern set up that you're supposed to obey, adhere to, and follow. So God doesn't even want us to go there. Amen. And whatever it takes for you, whether it's tweaking (laughs) or fixing or getting born again, again and again and again, go to the, keep going to the altar like dim till you're sure. Whatever it takes, we need to live differently. We need to live like Christians. Amen. Hallelujah. So don't be conformed to this world, to this godless system. It's a godless system. Amen. Don't be conformed. Don't try to please others that live like the world tells them they're supposed to live. Be different. Amen. Hallelujah. Even apart uh, apart from the world. If you have to separate yourself to stay holy, because that's what this setting aside and being separated, it's because you're a holy people. You can't be holy and conform to the ways of the world. Too. You can't have it both ways. That's called dating Mr. In-Between. Amen? You either, you are either all in or you ain't. And you have to be all in. A lot of us do it because we want to be accepted. But guess what? They don't accept you. Not really. They put up with you. And some of them don't do that because they're steady trying to nail a coffin in your back or whatever. Smile in your face. All the time they want to take your place. Those backstabbers. Whatever. So this is the way of the world. is to get mine first. All of this individuality or individualism. Go for myself. Be by myself. I don't need nobody else. I'm the long ranger. It's not God. Amen. And we need to learn how to let God's way be good enough. Because it is. In fact, it's already instituted, approved of, and it's okay with God. But we have to adapt to these New ideas, I should say, new ideals. Amen. They're really not new. We just don't want to do them. But God is saying, be ye transformed with a new way of thinking. Have new ideas. Have a better attitude. Have a, in fact, have a great attitude. Have new customs so that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. See, we live this out and prove it to the world. It's like this. I can, I can make adjustments. I can stay in the word, renew my mind, and live as a new creation in Christ Jesus so that the world can see that I really know Christ and that Christ is real. And see, why does God want us to do this? Not to be mean to us or control us, 
He wants to tell the world that he lives, and he lives inside of us. Amen. This is the proving out that we have to do. We can't prove anything for God living like the world. It doesn't work like that. Then you're not a light. You're You're not a light on a hill, you know. We become dull and fragmented and boring. And then we we become complacent and unsatisfied. And before you know it, we're in sin again. And it's all because we refuse to accept who we are in Christ Jesus. And the world wish they could take our places, but they don't want to give up the things that give them pleasure. They wish they can bring it in, but they know. They know they can. But they don't want to be labeled. I'm I'm glad to be labeled. I'm happy. Amen. God has his brand on me and you and many others, and I'm so happy about it. Amen. So we have to be transformed or changed where we start to live out of our new creation man let our flesh die and don't go back picking him up again (laughs) let him die put some dirt on him put him in a coffin and put some nails in the coffin and don't go digging him up when you get mad at somebody where is he at (laughs) let him stay buried knew they was going to do this. Then you start looking for a witness, and if you can't find one, you dig up your old man and start talking to him. Amen? But the Bible says to be different. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. We renew our minds by the Word of God. Allow the word, meditate on the word day and night. Keep it before your eyes. Because these words are life. They're life-changing. They he- they'll heal your body. They have healing power. They have changing ability. Amen. Hallelujah. What can we do without the Lord? Nothing. Amen. And the good thing about God is he says, I ain't going nowhere. Amen. I ain't going nowhere. Hallelujah. That's something to be thankful for. So God is saying this. Have no part of the godless system. But be committed to the ideals of the kingdom of God. Be committed. He's not asking too much. He's committed to us. He saved us, and he don't, when we do something wrong, he don't put it where you go back on that side, on the unsaved side. And, you know, and then when you get it, get it together and become perfect, you can come back over here. No, God doesn't do us like that. Hallelujah. He doesn't jerk us around like we do him. I don't feel like being saved today. (laughs) So be transformed or change in your mind and guard your heart. Guard what goes in. Don't sit up and listen to profanity and then think you're going to come out clean. 
Well, it doesn't affect me. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. That stuff will come back in the middle of the night. It does. Then you wonder, where that come from? It came from what you listen to, which you, I mean, if you can't be around the relatives, you just can't be around them. Amen? <laughs> be ye separated. But don't put yourself above them because you're a light. They're looking. Don't think they're not looking. They're watching. You know what most of them look at? They're waiting until you crack and stop serving God. And the minute you cuss somebody out or get mad, I knew it. See? See? That's what they want. But if you... If you're transformed by the renewing of your mind, they'll wait forever. They'll wait 30 years, and they'll see the same person. They'll see the same stability, the same honor to God. Amen? Same position that you've been in for the past 35 years. They'll see that because you're a light. (laughs) Your life is a light. Amen? Like a city on a hill or whatever. Amen. Praise God. So this proving has to come by us being totally committed and being real with God and quit being fake. Amen. The fake will crack. But if you're real and sincere, if you're really transformed by the renewing of your mind, then this is just everyday life. People tell me how hard it is. It ain't hard. It's hard if you you faking it, if you trying in your natural strength. But if this is who you are, if this is how you live, if you've been truly transformed in your heart, and that doesn't mean that you do everything right, because we make mistakes. There's none perfect. No, not one. That's Bible. But if if you do the best you can, and when you mess up, repent. Amen. Amen. When you offend somebody, go to that person and and apologize. My goodness. Come out of pride. That's pride. Pride comes before the fall. And so, you know, it shouldn't bother you because it's just like this. We just going to bug each other. (laughs) I've come to understand. (laughs) Prove what is good and acceptable. And the perfect will of God. By testing and practicing in everyday life. Testing and practicing in everyday life God's will for us. Amen. And it's good and acceptable. And it's perfect. The Bible says the perfect way to live. Think about that. Being transformed by by a renewed, having a renewed mind is the perfect way to live. Are you going to have a uh, mess up? Sure. Amen. But then you'll quickly repent. Why? Because that word is in you and it's transformed your heart and your mind. See, it's a heart thing. Your mind has to change and your heart. When you change your mind, you change your heart. Amen. When your heart is changed, you know what? The devil, his people, mistakes, past mess ups can't box you into a corner. You'll never be boxed into a corner. When your heart is right, and your heart will never be right if you don't renew your mind. Amen? 
But when you renew your mind, when you think differently, you know, when you think differently, you're always giving the other person a break. You don't hold them into what they did to you, although some people deserve it. But we're not talking about what people deserve because God is the only righteous judge. But what we're saying is, to the best of your ability, your ability, you forgive. Amen. Hallelujah. First Peter one. If you can go there. Hallelujah. You do what you need to do. No matter how bad it hurts, it's gonna hurt your flesh a lot of times. But you do it anyway. And this is why the Bible says, gird up. So gird up your loins, the loins of your mind. And that means prepare for action. Stay ready. Amen. Be sober. Hallelujah. Have clear thinking in the midst of difficult times. Stay girded up. Not expecting people to hurt you. Expect people to treat you right. Better than you treat them. So that it doesn't gird up doesn't mean expect the worst. It really means expect the best. But if worse comes, you know, your heart will fix it. It's called preparing, self-preparation or self-prepare, however. Your heart can fix things. Your heart can fix what's wrong between you and somebody else. Did you know that? Oh, let your heart handle it. (laughs) Your heart can fix it. If it's in the right position with God, your heart can fix things that is wrong. Hallelujah. Where the, the mind goes, the man will follow. But if your heart is fixed... If your heart is right, the man will follow the heart because your heart and your mind is on the same same page. And it, it's not impossible. It's just stay before God until you get fixed. Then you won't need tweaking. When, when problems come, deal with them and keep moving. This is a faith walk. So faith walk. Amen. Hallelujah. First Peter one verse thirteen. And it says here, it says, Therefore gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. It says, rest your hope fully upon the grace. That means that God, you're not doing this alone. God will give you the grace. And grace is not a pass to do wrong. Grace is not a pass to hurt people's feelings and say, ah, they'll they'll fix it. It'll be okay. I talked to God about it. But grace will enable you to humble yourself and go to that person. That's what grace does. It enables, it helps you. It, it lifts you up, amen, and it, it's your, it, it helps. It makes you solid where our flesh will fail us. 
Amen. So grace will cause you and help you to do what you need to do every single day in every situation. Amen. Hallelujah. So gird up your loins. Hallelujah. Prepare. Stay prepared for action. Be sober. Means have clear thinking in the midst of trouble. Don't jump the gun. How do you not jump the gun and get in the flesh? Being sober and girding up, keeping your heart fixed. You ever you ever messed up in a situation and then you thought about it and you felt bad? You said, How do they why didn't they why did they do that? Why am I the only one God getting high? You know. I remember those days, and but the more I stayed before the Lord, that stuff just left. Not that I don't get mad. Not that I, I don't want to punch somebody out sometimes. But it's not the most important thing to me. Amen. What's more important is the kingdom, being used for the kingdom of God, and proving, proving what is that good and acceptable gift and plan of God. And that is we can do this. It's not too hard. The the system or the, the the pattern that God has already set for us is not too hard to follow. That's just your flesh. It is like this. If you get rid of the flesh problem, you got it made. Well y'all y'all understand. It's just ouch time. <laughs> Amen. Verse 14 says, as obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lust, not conforming yourselves to the former lust as in your ignorance. That's how I know you understand. Because you're not in, you're no longer ignorant. None of us are. We're mature Christians. Amen. Verse 15 says, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct because it is written, be holy for I am holy. That's the pattern. Bam. That's the pattern that God has called for us to live. Do we miss it every day? Yes. But are we striving toward? Yes. Amen. Some days we make it to the goal and some days we don't. But when we don't, We know how to go to the Father. Amen. Lift holy hands. Pray and and ask God's forgiveness. And guess what? He always gives it to you. Always. You know, the devil's such a big liar. He's the one that keeps us from getting into the presence of God. Because he's a blackmailer, a liar, a thief, a murderer. Shall I go on and on? But he'll tell you what you did, you know, is unforgivable, and God is mad at you. That's why you don't have this, and that's why you don't, and that's why that happened. The, the devil's superstitious, too, full of witchcraft. And see, we look at it, and, and you say, yeah, that is right, because that and that. But see, that's not God. See, the devil puts this stuff together, too. Arranging, prearranging, because he's wicked. 
got a lot of little witchcraft in them. Got some warlock stuff going on, too. And so we cannot trust anything he tells us. Amen? See, this is why we need to have renewed minds. Because the devil keeps people whipped up in this condemnation. That's what that is. And it's not that you let yourself off the hook either. Amen? But you repent and you get right with God and get right with people. And if they don't accept your apology, that's on them. It shows their immaturity. But when somebody apologizes to you, should quickly, I accept it. Amen. You may accept it with one eyebrow up, but that's not right either. Because this is the thing. This is what God showed me. When somebody comes to you and apologizes, they have humbled themselves. Amen. The, the apologies that are real. And when, with one eyebrow up, that means you're opening the door for it to happen again. You're expecting it to happen again because you really didn't accept the apology. When you accept an apology, you accept it like it's never going to happen again. Never. And if and when it does, you forgive again. Even if the apology doesn't come. Amen. Because most of the time you won't get one. But you have to do it anyway. Because of this. Amen. Hallelujah. Be ye holy as I am holy. That's the word of God. Put on the new man who is renewed in the knowledge of of your mind according to the image of him who created us according to his image be renewed in the spirit of your mind in the image of your mind amen i don't know where i left off i think it's 16 <clears throat> okay verse 17 says and if you call on the Father who without partiality, it's the way we're supposed to be, judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay here in fear. That means fear and reverence of God. Knowing that you were not redeemed with corruptible things like silver and gold. Are y'all here today? You were not redeemed with corruptible things, things that's going to be burned in the fire. Amen? Like silver and gold. That didn't redeem you. Amen? From your aimless conduct received by tradition from your fathers. But with the precious blood of Christ. That's what redeemed you. That's who redeemed you. As of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Now, if he's the lamb without blemish and without spot, and we're to follow his pattern, because that's the pattern that God set for us before the very foundations of the earth, then if that's the pattern, then he wants us to be without spot or blemish. And that's the church that Jesus is coming back for. Amen. He's coming back for the church without spot, blemish, wrinkle, or any such thing. Can we do it? Yes, we can. 
Amen. It's not an impossible feat. It's something that God expects. It's the pattern that he set before us. It's the pattern. It's the pattern that he's holding us to when we were in our mother's womb. He doesn't set people up. If we couldn't abide and adhere to that, we wouldn't even have been born. Amen. Hallelujah. God, no, he knew that we could pull this off. Because why? Because the Holy Spirit is our helper. (laughs) We're not in this alone. If you're having troubles with living right, don't you know you have a helper? Amen. You got a helper. You got a comforter when you're sad and when you're down and nobody else understands. And you can't call somebody and tell them how you're feeling because they might tell somebody else or you think they might. And so we have a helper who loves us so much, who is our strength and our song. Yeah, he's singing to you if you let him. Amen. He's the one that does everything for you. Lifts you up when you're down. He, he defends you. He's your lawyer. Amen. He dispatches angels to help you. He's, he's the lifter of your head. He, he does everything. God has set this thing up for us to, to win and to finish strong. Not to lose, not to die prematurely. It's not God's will. Let's get that straight. I mean, it happened, but... God wants us to win. He's on our side. And he set up this support system. Amen. The Trinity. Hallelujah. Where you can't fail. Hallelujah. I have the best support system any lady can have. (laughs) Amen. Hallelujah. But with the precious blood of Christ. As of a lamb without blemish and without spot. He indeed was foreordained before the very foundations of the earth, but was manifest in these last times for you who through him believed in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope in God, so that your faith and hope. In other words, that's where your faith and hope came from. Amen. And also, I'd like to add that your inner purity came through the new birth. They even, the Holy Spirit gave us inner, inner purity. And if he gave it to us, he can keep us pure. Amen. Hallelujah. I mean, it's already set up. The pattern is set. All we have to do is follow it. Let's go to Colossians. Colossians 3, verse 11. Oh, here it is. And it says, um, let's, let's go to 10, because we're talking about 
the new man. I forgot we're talking about the new man. (laughs) It says in verse 10, And hath put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Amen. I'm going to do that one again. Who is renewed? That means you have a renewed mind. You think differently. You got your attitude ain't bad. You don't carry that bad attitude around because you have a new ideals, new ideas, new patterns, new thought process. You change. Amen. Transform. So it says this new man who is renewed in knowledge according to to the image of him who created him. So that created, wait a minute, so the image of him who created him, that's the the pattern. That's the new pattern. Amen? That pattern is created after him who created us. That's the pattern that we are, that has been set. And you do it through your new creation. Man, if you're still living out of your old man, that's why you're failing. Amen. That's why you get into arguments. That's why you get into fights. Because you're living out of your old creation, man. But the new man, I'm going to read it one more time. And have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him. According to the image, the pattern, according to the pattern of him who created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, it doesn't matter your nationality. doesn't matter. I get tired of people, oh, I, I don't minister to the Jews. Why? doesn't matter your nationality. You know why I'm saying that? Because there's no partiality in Christ. We're all the same. You're either born again or you're not. You're either all the way in or you ain't. Amen. So it says here, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, what is that, Scythian, slave or free. But Christ is all and in all. Amen. Salvation has come to every household who wants to receive it. Amen. No, all around the globe. Hallelujah. Amen. Let's see, where am I going here? Okay, verse 12, it says, Therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness. Now, here we go. We're getting in trouble now because I don't feel like it today. Tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering. Amen. Hallelujah. So if you want to please God, not saying that it's a, a sin if you don't. Maybe I think it is. Because when God tells you to do something, you're supposed to do it. Amen. But God has clothed us with compassion. Compassion to forgive. Amen. When you don't have that compassion and you yelling and, and screaming, you're in, that's your, you're in the flesh. That's your flesh and you went back to your old clothes. Can you imagine taking dirty clothes out of a hamper, putting them back on? Well, that's what we do. (laughs) Okay? Nobody wants dirty, stinky clothes. But we put them on because we're in a bad mood. 
And then let me tell you, I'm just going to say it, what Christians, us Christians do to one another. When we catch one another in a bad mood, sometimes things, things happen, and we have to deal with it. This is a real world. See, start judging each other. Instead of being, we're a family. Instead of saying, I love her, Shetty straighten up. You know, back in the day, didn't we used to do that to each other? But now you can't say nothing. You get whacked. But we have to learn how to keep loving. But you don't cut somebody out because they don't, they're having a bad day. You just love them. Love them even more. Is it okay to tell them? Yeah. If they'll receive it. A slap from a Christian from your brethren is a kindness. Let's straighten up. But you don't cut them out of your life. See, start judging. I knew she wasn't right. It's been 30 years, but she finally messed up. Well, what the, did the other 30 mean for anything? Amen. But if you want to please God, you'll forgive. Amen. If you want to please God, you'll become a part of the body. Look, we're a body, we're a family, we're a church. Amen. It's not about individuality or individualism. I take care of myself. I, I, you know, when I leave church, I, I got to go right home. I got stuff to do. I got to go meet my unsaved friends at the restaurant. Because <laughs> they always pay. Them Christians don't pay. <laughs> Amen. I don't want to be a part. This is what some people say. I don't want to become a member. I'm just here for prayer. I look at Christian TV because they don't go to. Look, if you want to please God, I'm not saying you're going to burn in hell for it. But the Bible says to to not forsake the assembling of the body of believers. So if you want to please God, you become a part of this body. You become a part of this family. If you want to please him. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's do verse 13. If I didn't do it. Oh, I did it. Oh, I didn't. Bearing one. Oh, that's right. I did the long-suffering thing. Okay, verse 13, bearing with one another. Amen. And forgiving one another. Amen. Even as Christ forgave you, so you almost mu- also must do. Look, let's get something out of the way. The church must bear with one another time to talk about this because I don't think many people do one another you see that word one another that hyphen one I don't know if in my bible is two words but some people put a hyphen there but they go together one another no man is an island I'm gonna say that I'm gonna stay home and look at Christian tv because those Christians they're no good they hurt me that's an excuse because if you would bear one another, didn't I read that? Bearing with one another and forgiving one another. See, that's why people stay home. Right here. 
because they don't want to do it, because they don't feel like we deserve it. Just don't. Don't. Forgive people. It says, if anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ has forgave you, so you also must do. Do what? Forgive. You don't try to put your fellow family member down. Try to humiliate them. You don't do that. Not to family. When you're you're with a body of believers, I don't care if you visit in a church, that's your fam. You ever went to another church and felt comfortable there? When we went to the Copeland, it's like, I want to be here all the time. It's because we're one. And so you have to be forgiving. You have to bear one another up. Bear one another up. Let me go to 14. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body. And be thankful. Amen. Let the word of Christ dwell in you. In you. See, too many people know all the scriptures. Nothing wrong with it. I know a lot of them, too. But they can quote you everything out of here, but it's not in them. And then people who see that you know the scriptures going to accuse you of that anyway. Because they stop looking at your heart. They start accusing you. We're not supposed to do that to one another. We're a family. We're a body. You know what I do? I, I always think about how do, and I have an empty nest. My, my nest been empty for years, for 20-some years. But I always look and say, well, how do I treat my kids? How, how did we operate as a family? That's how I'm supposed to treat the church. Amen. We forgave each other. We loved each other even in our wrongs. We helped each other. When when tempers calmed down, you went to them and said, that was wrong. You shouldn't have done that. And we didn't kill one another and hit one another. We have respect for one another because we love. That's how you're supposed to treat your Christian body. Amen. Why? Because we're a family. And because we're proving out Romans 12, 2. We're proving out what's that good and, and acceptable thing for God so that you, we can welcome people in. If it's, if it's working for us, it can work for you. Because we're like a city on a hill. And this word works. This pattern works. Because God established it. Amen. And he wants us to bear with one another. Amen. Now, I'm going to shock you. I looked that up. The word bear with, it's not in the regular dictionary, but it's in the, in the biblical dictionary. You know what that means? Put up with. Yep, you got to put up with. But you know why I like that? Because it means they ain't perfect and they ain't right. But you're still going to put up with it. You got to put up with it because God tells us to. 
He says to bear with one another if you want to please God. You bear with. You put up with. Because you might get Godzilla next Sunday morning. But you put up with it. You know, I like that because it lets you know they're not perfect. Some people get away with things so much they think they ain't doing nothing wrong. But put up with means I love you anyway. And I'm not going to hold it to your account. Why? Because I'm pleasing God. Because none of us are perfect. At least I fall into a trap. Amen. So, you know, forgive me, please. Amen. 